Before I met you, all I could see was a black hole. Now the nights are full of bright shining stars whispering your name into a constellation. Giovanni D. Sadler. To be a star isn't enough. Try to be a constellation. Tamerlan Kuzgov. Maybe we are stars apart from each other, that there's an invisible line connecting us. I'd like to think we are together in one constellation. Nicola Ann. Coldplay song that says something about stars. Look at the stars. Look how they shine for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I think there's another one too. Oh. And you just, uh, you made, you made me lose it because now you sang that one instead. <laughs> no, actually it might be that song. Anyway. Hello, Jessica June. <laughs> Hello, Ingrid May. <laughs> Is that our new way of introducing each other? Why not? <laughs> All right. I'd like to officially welcome you to another situation. Officially. Yes. <laughs> welcome aboard and abroad. <laughs> aboard and abroad. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't and Nobody knows. Tired. It's always tired. That's true. It is. Yes. Well, starry, starry night. What are we talking about? Constellations, obviously. <laughs> Duh. Duh. Well, I mean, it is specifically kind of because I actually zodiac knew that. Constellations. Yeah. Ooh, so we're going to talk killer? about the zodiac. Constellations. Oh, okay. I'm going to nerd it on up for you guys. You're welcome. That would be Jessica, just to clarify one more time. Hmm. Is there anything we need to get caught up on? I don't know. This whole every two-week thing really has me thrown off. I don't. Same. Uh, Ingrid came to visit Dallas with mm -hmm. her kids. That was fun. It was, and it was hot. And mm -hmm. that was my third road trip of the summer Blech. of driving 10 hours or more each direction. <laughs> I don't even know why I say 10. None of them were 10. It was 11 or 12 hours or more. Hmm. Awful. You, you must have really wanted to go where you were going. <laughs> On that note, I'm muting myself and just is going to take it away. Do you want to continue on this conversation? <laughs> well, surely it wasn't that I was excited to see you, you big jerk. <laughs> it was the sea mom. That's why. And my children. I see. I see. And the, po okay. and the pool. <laughs> yeah, that was a big hit. It was. It was a big Okay, flop. I'm muting. Dive and and Brownie, my Cavapoo, travels with me in each of these trips as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's yes. a good, 
She's not good. She is not a good uh, companion. She's actually yeah. quite terrible. Horrible. She left brown spots Awful. in my house because she's a brown spot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nobody wants to hear this. Talk about some stars or something. Okay. NASA has explained that the zodiac signs are simply constellations that are in line with the Earth and the sun as a planet follows its orbit. The constellations in the night sky are connected to myth and legend, as well as unscientific <laughs> concepts of astrology, period, exclamation point. But they Why are- is that funny? <laughs> because uh, I know what topic you're covering. <laughs> but they have also held importance and usefulness to science and exploration throughout history and still today. Oh, I didn't say my... Um, my uh, resources, sources, <laughs> not my resources, space.com, Wikipedia, earthsky.org, time.com, Encyclopedia Britannica, nature noon. Nope, it was nature moon.com, not nature noon, and Goodreads, which is where I got the quotes from. Okay. Stars in the universe are scattered across a vast three-dimensional space. When we look up from the surface of our planet, humans have historically observed constellations, which are two-dimensional pictures and shapes connecting the stars in the sky to stories from cultures around the globe. In addition to their cultural significance, constellations have also been important instruments that once marked the passage of time and the seasons. Today, constellations continue to be valuable tools to orient astronomers and stargazers in the night sky. And I always think of Moana, like, high-fiving. You're not giving the sky a (laughs) high-five. You're measuring, you know, and Maui's teaching her to be a wayfarer. No, I watch that movie too much. Well, and see, I was thinking of the Star of Bethlehem, like a good little Christian. Huh. Yep. Nothing going on over here. (laughs) All right. I'm going to pray for you. What? I appreciate that. Oh, speaking of praying for me. So the Philippines are praying for me. I had my ankle surgery and I am recuperating. It's been about three weeks. I can't put any weight on it still. I've left my house twice in the last almost um, in three weeks. I left my house twice in three weeks. So both of those times were with me. Yep. One was to a doctor's appointment and the other was to an escape room, which we found out anchored competitive nature. <laughs> That's the first time you found out my competitive nature? Well, I thought your kids trumped your competitive nature, but I learned that day they don't. So let me just explain. <laughs> I, may, I may have kicked my nine-year-old out of the, the escape room. <laughs> Not may have. You did. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we were, (laughs) it was crunch time and he kept saying, oh, you're never going to get it. And he was, I think he was counting down too. You know, yes, he was, you know, who he reminded me of, and maybe Hmm. because I just watched this movie, A League of Their Own, uh, still, still weather, what's his name? Still, still, still something dear. They called him. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. You're gonna lose. <laughs> you're gonna lose. <sighs> yeah, so right. I am very competitive, and obviously, blood only runs so thick with me. <laughs> I didn't kick him out to strangers. Mom was going out with him. 
And my son, in the meantime, learned that the door isn't truly locked. (laughs) (laughs) Just left the room. (laughs) That's what happens when you do escape rooms with children. (laughs) With a (laughs) four-year-old. All right, sorry. Tangent, back to the story. Back to the info. I mean, it's not a story. So the constellations we traditionally use for zodiac signs are labeled as the Western Zodiac. Did you know that? There is also an Eastern Zodiac, also known as the Chinese Zodiac. The difference between the Western and the Eastern are that the Western is based on star signs from the constellations, and the Eastern is based on a legend where 12 animals were asked to run a race. Jupiter has a lot to do with the Eastern Zodiac. Jupiter takes 12 years to go through the Western Zodiac, the actual constellations, spending around one year in each sign, which is what gives you your animal sign. So uh, the sun, the solar calendar, calendar, dang it, I heard that, rules the Western Zodiac. You're not even the one who went to Wisconsin. <laughs> I know. I, Three I times. My A's. I do that with my A's. I can't cut it for my vocabulary for some reason. Yeah. Am I, am I back to normal, by the way? Yeah, I think so. I think you got back to normal when you came to visit. So in case any of you are wondering, this is just a quick little equation. If you go to Wisconsin for, I don't know, maybe more than a day, you're going to pick up a little bit of an accent. And to counteract that, you need to go to Texas and (laughs) spend some time there. And then you'll even out to a Tennessee accent. Yes, apparently. (laughs) Which is the preferred accent of all. Mm. Maybe. All right. Second tangent done. Now I forgot where I was. Three more okay, to go. The solar cal- calendar. Calendar. I just said it again. Rules the Western Zodiac with the first sign of the year beginning in the spring equinox. The lunar calendar ru- ruins. <laughs> I just ruined my accent and therefore said the word wrong. The lunar calendar rules the Eastern Zodiac, where the year begins at the start of the Chinese New Year, which is always the second new moon after the winter solstice, which I did not know that. So the comparison of the two come up to this. The rat is Sagittarius, the ox is Capricorn, the tiger is Aquarius, the rabbit is Pisces, the dragon is Aries, the snake is Taurus, the horse is Gemini, the monkey is Leo, the rooster is Virgo, the dog is Libra, and the pig is Scorpio. So whatever year you were born. Uh, That's interesting. So, because you're a dragon, right? Y- no, you're not. No, Mom's a dragon. I'm a sheep. Yeah, uh, you are. Did I say sheep? Sheep. I don't think I said sheep. I didn't say sheep. I wonder if I missed. I might have missed one. Uh, <laughs> I might have missed there, my own. There's a surprise. <laughs> so going back to science. Earth actually travels through 13 signs, including Capricorn, Aries, and yes, Ophicus. I should have learned how to pronounce that, but I didn't. Ophicus. But some 3,000 years ago, the Babylonians, not NASA, decided 12 was neater than 13, so excluded the 13th zodiac sign and divided the zodiac into 12, 12 parts based on the 12 months of their calendar. Dang it. According to NASA. <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to say the word calendar ever again. All right. So this is a quote. 
The line from Earth through the sun points to Virgo for 45 days, but it points to Scorpius for only seven days. To make a tidy match with their 12-month calendar, the Babylonians ignore the fact that the sun actually moves through 13 constellations, not 12. Then they assigned each of those 12 constellations equal amounts of time. And that is a quote from NASA, from the Time magazine. There is like, there's two different kind of zodiacs, right? I don't mean like the Eastern Western, but isn't there like a 12 sign zodiac and a 13 sign zodiac? So from what I was reading on that is that people went all up in arms when they discovered the 13th constellation and they thought that it would throw off all the zodiac signs that someone who was, um, cause it, it's Sagittarius, like it's through, I think it's like November 29th to December 17th. So I would be Ophicus, Ophicus. And so like people have complained that it offsets the timeline of when, what their actual astrological sign is. But since there's no science in that, it doesn't make a difference. So anyways, they uh, astrologists decided it's just the 12. Astrology just goes off the 12. But in science, in, in the sky, there's actually 13 constellations that the, um, that the uh, elliptical goes through. I'm actually kind of excited to do my episode because I want to know how they came up with like personality traits and kind of the horoscope based on just the constellation. Yeah. though, And it goes back really far. I, I didn't do much digging into it, but some of the articles I looked at touched on the origins of astrology. Moving on. So NASA has spoken. So as the Earth rotates, the sun, moon, and the planets appear to move along a path called an ecliptic. The 13 constellations in the path of the ecliptic are Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, Taurus, Gemini, Cancer, Leo, Virgo, Libra, Scorpio, Ophiuchus, and Sagittarius. The path of the ecliptic passes through 13... Did you say Aries? Did you do that on purpose? (laughs) You're the worst little sister ever. So I missed my Chinese animal and I missed your your constellation. Complete professionals right here on another situation. That is so funny. So this is a piece of information I didn't know. Path of the Ecliptic passes through 13 of the 88 constellations officially recognized by the International Astronomical Astronomical Union since 1929. (laughs) Did you know that there's only... (laughs) Stop laughing at me. (laughs) Did you know there's only 88 recognized constellations? I didn't know there were that many. See, I thought there was more. I definitely thought there was more. There's actually one of the websites goes over every single constellation recognized by the IAU, and it goes into how they got their names. So I totally nerded it out on that website. I don't know that I could name 20 when you've just given 13. Oh, my goodness. What? Oh, my goodness. Goodness gracious. Name. Do it. Don't you... So I'm going to say Little Dipper, Big Dipper, Orion, Cassiopeia, and the 
Oh, the the uh the seven. <laughs> I just dwarves. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> there was one. Orion's chasing them across. I just did this episode. Oh for yeah, me. you did. Yeah, you did. You did. That one. Oh, <laughs> I c- and we forgot to look for it. We were going to look for it when you were here. Oh, did we, we say that? <laughs> oh, so that's maybe 18. I, I may not have said it out loud. May not, I, may, I may not have said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Your episodes okay. are the best. Shush. So just 12 of those constellations make up the Western Zodiac. I think I already said that. Okay, so from Earth, stars appear to move across the sky in a regular schedule. The appearance of the star movement actually has more to do with the rotation of the Earth than the movement of the stars themselves. That's a random paragraph. I, just, I don't know what I was doing there. So most of the constellations in the Northern Hemisphere skies bear Greek and Roman names. According to Encyclopedia Britannica, that is in thanks part to the Almagist. Almagist. I don't know how to say that. An influential catagol. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, how can I not read? <laughs> An influential catalog of stars and constellations. Oh man! Created by the ancient mathematician Ptolemy in the second century. However, people were mapping the sky long before these uh, names ever took hold. Ancient China, Sumeria in the Middle East, and Egypt each had their own star maps. Many of the Greek constellations that we considered to be the Western Zodiac today were adopted from Babylonian astronomers. Astronomers. (laughs) Why can't I say that word? (laughs) They referred to, quote unquote, the twins, the lion, and the crab thousands of years ago, which are the same constellations we and the ancient Greeks, known as Gemini, Leo, and Cancer. Uh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a sentence I just I didn't finish. All it says is constellations in use. <laughs> nothing following that. Oh, hey. Constellations have been recommended to be used as a reference point to spot faster moving planets. The zodiac constellations are recognizable because they have a story and shape associated with them. When a planet appears as a bright object in a constellation, watchers can spot that one of the quote unquote stars is out of place and might actually be Mars, Jupiter, or Venus. Astronauts still learn star navigation. navigation. Oh, um, geez. And it's a backup to computerized navigation systems. Seafarers and explorers use stars and constellations to navigate for thousands of years. Even autonomous spacecraft sent to explore far, far from Earth can use constellations in their star maps to navigate. So, the story behind the constellations in Greek mythology. <laughs> so, Aquarius is a water bearer. It's the water carrier of the gods. Aquarius, this is so gross. Aquarius was the best looking boy in ancient Greece. Zeus became enthralled with Aquarius, morphed into an eagle, and abducted the boy. Zeus is horrible. Again, going back to what we said, like how many episodes ago? Zeus is horrible. And probably two episodes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Feels like forever. (laughs) I think that's why we're doing this is because of those episodes. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was. It was because of those people by Orion. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Maya. Maya. Yes. And her sisters. And her sisters. <laughs> yep. Okay. Next up alphabetically is Aries, the ram. The best. Ares was a legendary ram, yielding wings and golden fleece. Nephil originally sent him to rescue her son, Phyrex, upon his father sacrificing him to ward off famine. Ultimately, both Phyrex and his sister, Heli, boarded Ares, flying to safety on the Black Sea. So thanks, Ares. We are the saviors of the Zodiac. <laughs> You're welcome. Cancer. Oh, you're welcome. Cancer is a crab. Cancer was a crab sent to distract Hercules while battling an ancient hydra. This battle was one of Hercules' 12 labors. So he had to do like 12 labors to get whatever. I can't remember. Um, so ultimately, he kicked Cancer so hard <laughs> that it flew into our skies, forming the infamous constellation we know today. I didn't realize. Way to kick like, crabs, Hercules. <laughs> yeah, way to go. So Capricorn, also known as Capricornus, is a sea goat. It Capricornus literally means goat. So Capricornus represents a forest god known for his horns and legs of a goat. Some versions claim the goat tended to be the infant god Zeus. So not a fan of Capricorn, which is my husband. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. I'm so kidding. Uh, but you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, Gemini are the twins. Uh, Gemini is named after the immortal mythological twins who fathered Apollo, Castor, and Pollux. So there's that. Leo is the lion. It is named after, oops, I was about to read Gemini again, depicts the Nemean lion of Greek mythology who was slain by Hercules amidst his 12 labors. Knows the trend? Libra is the scales. Uh, it literally means weighing scales. Libra represents the scales of justice held by DK, the Greek goddess of justice. Ophiuchus is the serpent bearer. Ophiuchus depicts depicts the legendary Greek mythology healer, that's me, Asclepius. Asclepius. Of course, Asclepius. Actually, mythology says that Asclepius learned to bring people back from the dead while witnessing one snake bringing herbs to another. So I can bring back people from the dead that are bitten by you, snake, fire snake. Don't be mixing up the zodiacs now. <laughs> because you don't have to bring anyone back from the dead because I've already brought them to safety. Pisces are the fishes. The fishies. One of the zodiac constellations, Pisces, represents Aphrodite and his son, Eros, turning into a fish to escape the monster Typhon. Also, this constellation was coined in the second century by Ptolemy. Sagittarius. That's who I actually identify with because I grew up that way. Archer is the archer. Archer depicts a centaur aiming at an arrow at Antares, the star of the scorpion's heart. Scorpius. 
is the scorpion. First name by Ptolemy, Scorpius represents the deadly scorpion that kills Orion the hunter. In fact, it is thought that Orion still runs from the scorpion as the two are never seen in the sky at the same time. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Who sent the scorpion after Orion? I don't know. Maybe you could talk about that. No. (laughs) (laughs) Can somebody else tell us? (laughs) If any of our listeners know, I will be in awe. So uh, Taurus is a bull. Taurus a bull is another ancient constellation dating back to Ptolemy in the second century. In Greek mythology, Zeus morphs into a bull to seduce and kidnap Europa, the beautiful daughter of the Phoenician king Agnar. Agenor. Of course, seduce and kidnap, stealing kids, blah, blah, blah. So Virgo, last but not least, is a young maiden. Virgo represents the daughter of Zeus, DK, who is Greek mythology's goddess of justice. Virgo is often depicted with majestic wings holding the scales of justice seen in the constellation Libra. And then to end the episode, I have a quote specifically for you, dear sister. Are you ready? I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. This is a quote from NASA. (laughs) No one has shown that astrology can be used to predict the future or describe what people are like based only on their birth date. Still, like reading fantasy stories, many people enjoy reading their astrological forecast or horoscope in the newspaper every day. (laughs) Why is that for me? I don't know, because you're doing astrology. So that is your coverage of the 13 constellations that make up the Western Zodiac or the actual ecliptic Zodiac. Very cool. Just, I, this is totally off topic, but I saw something. I did not fact check it. It was on Facebook, so it must be true. Of course. (laughs) So the character Scully from the X-Files. Yeah. Apparently, after that aired, there was an exponential increase in women pursuing uh, careers in science, in forensics, <gasps> and becoming doctors. Go Scully. Yeah. I'm going to – it's facts. <laughs> what? I, I could have – because the kid was on in the 90s. Yeah. I don't know if it has anything to do with Scully, but – I cool. always thought she was a badass, though. I have something to share with you. Okay. So Orion was either killed, he, the scorpion was either sent by Artemis, or it was sent by Gaia or Apollo, because Artemis and Orion became such good friends that Gaia and or Apollo did not approve of their sister being friends with an earthborn, so they sent a scorpion after him. Uh, and the other uh, one is that Artemis either shot a bow or sent a scorpion and stung him and he died. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank that's you. all. That was You're enthralling. Welcome. I thought it was interesting. It was. Okay. Let's do bees. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where this came from. 
uh, I'm going to do that as, yes, be a brown spot constellation. (laughs) I don't even know where that came from. Because I said that brownie left brown spots in my house. (laughs) (laughs) See, I write things down and then they don't make sense to me. (laughs) Be born during the 13th constellation. Oh, boy. Oh, December 17th. See, okay. And I was going to say don't be. And now I, I don't even remember how you said this. Astronomi- astronomical, <laughs> but I don't remember how you said it. Astronomical. <laughs> don't be astronomical. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> uh, don't be a... Um, I was going to say don't be a Zeus, but I think we used that last time we talked about icky Zeus. Right. Don't be... Forgetting Aries. <laughs> no, because that's okay. Don't be <laughs> don't be into astrology because it's not scientific. That <gasps> <laughs> <But> it's fun. <laughs> and I would just like to clarify, I do not read my daily horoscope. <laughs> Nor do I read a weekly horoscope or even a monthly horoscope. I might like come across something and read it, but I don't search this stuff out. I don't believe it unless it's true. (laughs) (laughs) But however did you get your personality and traits being an Aries, Ingrid? (laughs) Were you born that way? Or? Baby, I was born that way. Boy. You're a sky. You're a sky full of stars. Okay, stop. Okay. (laughs) Were you born or bred? That's what I was trying to think of. (laughs) (laughs) What? No, it's not born or bred either. Shoot. Nature versus nurture. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. Oh. Anyways. That's enough of that. (laughs) It's always enough of that. I mean, as soon as we start, that's enough. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for for listening another week. Yes, we will be back in two weeks. See ya. Okay, bye. 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 I said goodbye. Goodbye. If you'd like to reach out to us or submit your situation, please contact us at another situation podcast at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at another situation podcast. We're also on Facebook at another situation. Another situation is produced and edited by 0.5 Pinoy. Music is written and performed by Tim Crow. Another situation.